All right, what's up, people? Welcome to another edition of State Champs Hang Time Overtime Podcast. My name is Lauren Plant, joined this week just by TJ Kelly, no Scott Bernstein. Uh, how you doing, my friend? Hey, I'm doing I'm doing great. You know, All right, a little bit of cold weather on this on this day, but you know, 50 yeah. degrees in the near future. Exactly. So we record this uh, on Wednesdays, and uh, we get it out. Uh, hopefully on Wednesdays. Most of the time, we'll get these out on Thursdays for you to enjoy. Uh, and again, this is just kind of the companion podcast to uh, what we do on the show, Hang Time. Now, Hang Time is the boys basketball highlight show, which you could check out. Uh, it premieres every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, you can watch it on the brand new State Champs app which you can download either for uh, Apple or Android. It is available, and you can uh, watch that show there. TJ and Scott, we talk about uh, players. We talk about, uh, in this particular uh, show, TJ talks a little bit about Matt Nicholson and some other guys that are, are hot right now as well as uh, his rankings, which are out at State Champs Network. Dot com. So his top 25 is there. And uh, before we get into uh, some of what we want to talk about, I think a big point of news, uh, and we talked about it right here on this Overtime Podcast, and Scott Burns, they made a bold prediction that Waterford Isaiah Jackson would not play this season at all. But he has been proven wrong because uh, apparently – um, the Corsairs have a uniform with his number on it, and he is playing, correct? Uh, 100% correct. And, yeah, what a game changer Isaiah is. You're talking game about, changer. You're talking about a, a premier shot blocker, uh, the agility to get around the court, defend multiple positions. And on the offensive end, there, there are not a lot of players that can hang with him offensively, if I can kind of use that uh, terminology. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a game changer and just makes the OA red that much tougher for those who may don't follow high school basketball say like we do uh, just give a little um, history on Isaiah Jackson why is there all this hype coming into this season some people may not know even who he is so I know he was here previous left but just kind of talk about uh, what kind of a player he is where he came from and why there is so much excitement that he is one of the top players in the country yeah well he's headed to Kentucky let's yeah, just start let's just start, yes, off, exactly, let's just start yeah. off there uh, that's a that's so that's a pretty big one. But, yeah, uh, as a freshman, he started off at Rochester Lutheran Northwest. Um, then he wound up moving over to, uh, as a sophomore, Detroit Old Redford. And then from Old Redford, he went to a prep school uh, near Cleveland, uh, Spire Academy. And then he wound up making a return um, back to Michigan. I think that some people are questioning whether he would be eligible. Yeah. We're fortunate that he is. Yeah. Um, how do you do on basketball the, fans? How do you do on the AAU circuit? Oh, on the AAU circuit, I mean, he's playing with the family on the EYBL tour, which is, you know, obviously or arguably the top um, division year in and year out. Um, and yeah, he's he's one of the premier shot blockers. And when you talk about being able to do things on that elite level against competition who are going to like schools, the blue blood schools, you know, whether it be Kansas, Duke, uh, North Carolina, Michigan State, University mm -hmm. of Michigan, yeah. wherever, Big Ten, SEC, and all this stuff. Right. But he competes on that level, and he, and he, had, and he had a pretty strong summer this year. Um, in, the, in the past, uh, he's had a lot of success, and, you know, a lot of that, lot of that you know, just comes from his uh, natural ability just to go out there and, uh, let's say, a knack for blocking shots. Um, you know, and I don't think that a lot of players really have that. You, I've heard point guards are born 
you know, well, this shot blocker was born. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've never had the opportunity to block many shots. I'm up there with Foster Lawyer <laughs> yeah, uh, right. as far as as far as that goes. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, Isaiah is, is one of the premier players. He needs to work on the offensive game um, still. But, you know, what he does bring to the table is uh, pretty much unmatchable on the, mission, or on the high school level. Right. So the reason we bring this up is it's good to understand, uh, you know, we have some players playing in the state right now that are going to be big time uh, pending, you know, some things don't work out for them for whatever reason uh, The from a skill level, from a talent level, from a potential level, uh, there are NBA players that are on high school rosters right now. This is somebody who, if you get an opportunity to go watch, go watch him play so you can say, I remember him in high school. Uh, and I guarantee you that uh, you will not be disappointed for five bucks. Exactly. Exactly. And there's going to be some great games. You know, of course, you can go to MHSA.com, see the schedules uh, for every week. You can go to uh, TJ's website, InsidePrepSports.com. He's always got upcoming matchups, things that you need to go pay attention to. Uh, and so that is the big thing. It's interesting you, you mentioned Foster Lawyer. Uh, because one of the games we had on the show this week, we talked about Matt Nicholson in the uh, the hang time part of it. But Fletcher Lawyer, his brother, is another one who, as a sophomore now, is really stepping into his own and is very comfortable being the go-to guy. Yeah, he's got he's got a quick quick trigger. Uh, yeah, he can he can shoot him. She could shoot it with the best of them. Uh, you know, as he gets stronger, you know, right. they're just natural things that the natural progression. I guess from from being a, a barely a teen at 15 years old, you know, to when you're 16, 17, 18, and then moving into college, uh, you know, where you get to put on a lot of weight. Uh, who's to say that he's done growing either? Right. Um, I, I, shoot, I don't think that this kid's. If he got a big razor, I don't know if he would he if you know what to do with it. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, he's, very different from his brother. His yeah. brother kind of plateaued early, and that's the size he stayed. Yeah. Yep. As far as far as height goes, you yeah. know, and the other thing is. You know he's he's got his you know that basketball IQ is there. You know yeah. John Lawyer, you know his dad, yeah. you know coached in the NBA, coached in college. Yep. Um. So he he's got that. You know and you know like his brother, a gym rat. Yeah. Um. Which is which is key. If you know if you know how to play the game and you love the game and you're working to improve on your craft, then uh, doors are going to open up for you. And I imagine you know with Fletcher that more more doors are going to open up for him in the future. And then also as Clarkston has success, I'm a big believer that. With team success becomes comes individual success, and I think that that's one of the things that will happen with with uh, with Fletcher, and then also his backcourt teammate Wasilk, who's only a sophomore. Can as well. you think you can predict right now where you think Clarkston uh, can peak out at this season? How far you think they can go? When you got uh, wow. a big man like Nicholson yeah. and playing the way he's playing. Um, do you you put them in the mix just like everybody else? I, I think that there are a good. Six, seven, eight teams that can division one. They can they can win division one this year. While I think Orchard Lake St. Mary's is is the clear favorite right mm -hmm. now. Right now, um, I mean, shoot, if they've got a if they've got a matchup, you know, further down the road, I mean, they you know, hey, the Catholic League is no slouch either. You know, I just mm -hmm. saw Warren De La Salle the other day, yeah. and they really go out there and they run their stuff. You know, you talk about some right. of the premier coaches in the state. You right. know, Greg Essler is is, is right there, and, right there, and you've got to and you've got to show up every single night. And when they're playing Brother Rice, don't forget Pat Donnelly at University of Detroit Jesuit. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's got a. They've got a nice little run over there at University of Detroit Jesuit. They sure you know, of when 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 in five or seven Catholic League titles in a row. Right. And they're not trying to let that go. So, um, you know, the Orchard Lake St. Mary's definitely has uh, their 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 work cut out for them. And you know, as far as success, their success, um, 
if they meet up with Clarkston, which they might do in the playoffs when it comes down to regionals or something like that, um, that's going to make sure you get there early because it's going to be a sellout. Yeah. Um, but that's going to be another another tough test. I think history yeah. will show, too, the teams that are battle-tested yes. going into the playoffs are the teams that are able to find that moxie within them when it comes crunch time because all the playoff games are close. Uh, and you said having Isaiah Jackson in the OAA red now yes. is going to make a team like Clarkston better. Clarkston, North Farmington. Right? You talk about some of the premier bigs in the OAA red, I mean, in the state. You talk about Bashir Jihad, who's six foot nine. You talk about Isaiah Jackson, who's going to Kentucky. You talk about Matt Nicholson, who's going to Northwestern. Right there. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a $5 deal that you, that you, can't, <laughs> that you can't beat. Exactly. Um, but yeah, the, yeah. There's there's just a lot of talent, and uh, one thing that always sticks with me as far as preparing for games because you can go out there and you can play tough schedules. Some of it depends on who's in your league. I uh, you might have an up league or a, a down league one year, up league the next. Mm-hmm. Um, but when talking with Nate Oates a few years ago, he brought up, "I like to play early back-to-back Friday and Saturday games because that's what they have to do in the state tournament." Very you know, good. and I was yeah. thinking, I was like, man, this guy's a genius. Yeah, it is. You know, who would ever thought that this guy would be in Alabama, you know, enjoying all this sunshine and all that stuff, you know, yeah. down down there. You know, I'm sure he's adapting to the food well. Yeah, um, but and yeah. I could see him in the NBA someday. Oh, man, they'd be, you know, he's a he's a player's coach. Yeah. You know, and then, and fortunately, he's still got some youth to him. He you is. know, I don't think he has his ARP card yet. No, um, but, you know, maybe he maybe not in, reached 50. Maybe, yet. Maybe, maybe if he gets to the NBA before 50 and stuff like that, he'll, yeah. re- he'll remember the little guys over here at state champs. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> loves us, which was good. Oh, we gave him about. a lot of love when he was at Romulus. No question about it. Um, but yeah, there is there is a lot to say that and maybe what we'll do is at, here in the future, we'll have a conversation once once we get kind of a little bit more into the season is which is the toughest conference in the state. Because uh, there are some good arguments you made for the Catholic League. Obviously, the OAA Red now is, is is ramping up, and I'm sure there's some okay uh, action going on out on the west side that feel that they're in that mix too. Yeah, um, even you know DPS, they're not as strong as what they were. Um, obviously, in the past, you look at Cass and King; they don't play each other in the in the regular season. I don't think that they would meet up until the regionals or quarterfinals or some. You know, but further down the road. Yeah, which um, is so, which is better than. The first game of the playoffs, which is which has been done before. I mean, I, I'm sure that you can remember going to East English Village a few years ago. You've got East English Village, you've got Cass, you've got King, and you've got Western. Yeah, you know, it's just like wow. You know, what, what what's going on here? Meanwhile, Gross Point stu- South is stuck there. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, like, I why, know. why us? I you know. know. Look at look at Gross Point North, yeah. and they're taking a completely different right. route. You know, and they wouldn't have to play a PSL team. I don't think until. Uh, until the semifinals, right? But yeah, I mean, that, you know, Girls Point North obviously didn't make it. Yeah. But you know, it's it's kind of funny to see how the gerrymandering of of districts goes and stuff like that from yeah. time to time. And I, I guess there's a rhyme and a reason for for everything. I don't sit down in the meetings. Yeah. I just know how I would draw up things, and it would always be a great game on every day that I had available. Right. But that would be definitely yes. being rigging at TJ style, and I'm not sure that everybody would be a big fan of that. So we'll go we'll go with the status quo and it, it, hey. At the end of the day, you have to win games. One of the things that we talked about on Hang Time is with Dan Young is the seating, and he's working with the MHSAA. B camps mm-hmm. trying to, you know, see what they can do. Boys soccer, girls soccer are doing the same thing where they're having, you know, just one and two kind of get separated out. Clearly, it's not the answer. Is it progress? I think that exploring different options. You know, I, I, I think it's you – ju- you just can't always go and say – 
hey, you know, this is the way that it's going to be, right. and, and and we're never going to change because right. we we have. We have to progress, right? You know, I mean, there's nothing that we're that we don't do. I mean, yeah. shoot, if you look at us fixing VCRs and stuff like that as a kid, and now right. we're talking about downloading apps to listen to the show. Yeah, that's a skill you know? set you don't need anymore. Fixing VCRs, yeah, fixing VCRs, you're, yeah. you're you're stuck. I know, you know, just like a one trick pony. What do you think in your brain? And obviously, you're around basketball as as long as you have been. What do you think is the what you think would be the most ideal situation to have true seeding in the playoffs and how what would that look like um maybe regional seedings um, so seeding through regionals y- yeah um I, I i don't know if district region district seeding is as important maybe as okay. as regional seeding um i do see the purpose of of having you know district seeds dis- district seeding yeah. my only worry is when we used to be like, oh, Saginaw and Arthur Hill, they're playing on Monday, you know, the first game of the playoffs. And now you're going to have a yeah. bunch of sub-500 teams they are going to play on that opening night. Right. And will you have the crowds? You know, people aren't just going to – people aren't getting up and saying, hey, we've got we got 4-16 and 16 versus 5-15. and 15. You want to go? Right. You know, oh, it's a doubleheader? Oh, wow, that's yeah. great. You know, I don't think that that's going to necessarily happen. Yeah, yeah. Teams still have to play each other. I think when it comes down to regionals, though, and you can do some seeding – do you want to have the top two teams play there? And then those teams, after playing a tough game, they have to turn around and play another back-to-back or, or you know, they have to play another game or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, in that championship. I think that seeding there when you have, all right, one plays four and two versus three. Um, only thing I really worry about with the, the power rankings and stuff like that is, will people try to lighten their load so that they can have a, well, we're 18 and two, you know, well, you got 18 wins, you know, versus the sisters of the poor. Right. Um, it it is it is what it is. I guess you know that's why you know some teams with the with the percentages. I'll really have to sit down and study how everything will wind up working yeah. out. We'll find out by the end of the year. Yep, and I will. think that you know you go around and and you take a little census. You ask some questions. You know, in with all parties involved. And hey, is it was did you like this? Was it a win win for you? Right. Um, you know, and there are going to be some pluses. There are going to be some negatives. At the end of the day, I think I I have. I have faith that um, that all the powers that be that are making these decisions there, it's it's all in the best interest for the the state of Michigan basketball. Yeah, agreed, agreed. What else is going on? What else is uh, hot right we, now? Oh, you know what? There's a lot. There are a lot of uh, young players, juniors, um, who are really stepping up um, on the on the forefront. Um, it, you know, it's great to see. I've had some had some conversations with quite a few people um, this season over the last month. You know, and, and they've talked about, yeah, Michigan basketball seems to be, you know, on the uptick. You know, there there's some really talented teams out there. Um, are you going to – you're not going to have those powerhouses. I know we've talked about it in the past – Yeah. In past seasons. Um, you know, about how many Class A schools have closed. You talk about, you know, Detroit Cooley closing. You talk about all the Flint schools that have closed, Flint South – or Detroit Southwestern. Uh, teams that have won championships in the past. The Pontiac schools. The, the Pontiac schools, you know, Saginaw and Arthur Hill, they're – they're both yeah. on the cusp, you know. Detroit Pershing, you know, they're at 200, 250 students maybe yeah. um, in, in their school, and so you just have to go to other places and yeah. find where these where these players are. Um, yeah. And you know, hey, it's in the it's in the suburbs. I mean, it's you know, it's it's all. Let's say this: it's it keeps on growing. Mm-hmm. And while you're not while you're not going to have all those teams and stuff like that that you're used to, there's nothing wrong with going and seeing. Um, 
wow, Waterford Mott. Right. You know, I mean, who is, I don't remember the last time that they were good. Kirk Gibson was probably going to the other school, you know. <laughs> right, uh, Kendrick, yeah. but, but, you know, there are, there are a lot of other teams that, you know, when, when, a, when a team pops up, you're like, oh, wow, North Farmington. Don't forget, North Farmington still went to the, the playoffs, you know, yeah. or this, you know, semifinals a, a few years ago. The OAA Red has always been strong, or that portion of Oakland County basketball mm-hmm. has always been strong. Um, you know, I'd like to see, you know, the Romulus's and Bellevilles, you know, that area step up. Ann Arbor basketball is great right yeah. now. Um, Lansing, a little bit down. I yeah. did have a chance to see East Lansing um, over the over the holiday break in the Motor City Round Ball Classic. And they've got a lot of pieces. Um, they're going to be a team, I believe, that, you know, to beat um, in 2021, maybe 2020. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see, uh, you know, some of the other teams, Muskegon. You know, they're they're still going to be tough. Hudsonville, you know, right. as we talked earlier, you know, yeah. very tough team. Grand Rapids Union, they haven't, they haven't been good in years. Yeah. And, you know, then they slowly are, are changing some mm-hmm. things around. I know that um, Brandon Guyton there, the head coach, you know, when he got the head coaching job as a young guy, 23 years old or something like that, you know, he was – you know, he was he knew what he wanted to do and you know, hey, nothing Rome isn't built overnight. No. And you know, and so when you're starting to build a basketball program, um, you know, that that's one thing that you have to do is just be patient. You put your style in and you let guys know, make it fun for the players, and you make it fun for the the, the student body, you know, who want, who you want to come out and support. Yeah, the tournaments are not uh all done. There's a big one coming up this weekend. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm I'm super excited. The fifth annual fifth uh, fifth annual Fast Break Invitational uh, at Belleville High School. Um, I'm a happy host of that, um, mm-hmm. and got to see quite a few players. I remember seeing Gabe Brown in the auxiliary gym. Uh, Coach Trumpor over at Belleville oh, said, okay. "Hey, TJ, might want to check out this lefty I got over there." And I'm like, yeah. "Why is he playing JV? Because he wants to play." Right. And I was like, hey, I get it. And, and at that time, you had guys like Davion Williams, uh, Merriweather, and you had some other players who were more touted names mm-hmm. uh, than this kid, this lanky sophomore playing over in the JV gym. Um, you know, but it's been a great opportunity to see. Also saw Austin Davis um, a few years ago. Um, but, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal event. Um, Ann Arbor Huron, number two team. They're playing North Farmington, which is also a top ten team. Um, and then you also have Belleville versus Oak Park. Um, I think if you have an opportunity to see uh, Pierre Brooks, um, he's a big, strong kid, an and one kid. Yeah. Um, and, you know, having the opportunity to play against Celine. Um, they've got Luke Yaklich, uh, who or Griffin Yaklich, his dad, Luke, Luke uh, he yeah. was, at, was an assistant coach at University of Michigan. Yep. Um, so it'll be fun to watch his senior year. He's a scholarship player. I think he's, well, he does have an offer from Hillsdale. I know that there's some other schools that are that are sniffing around, but all in all, great day of basketball. Detroit Pershing starts the day off uh, versus Ann Arbor Skyline. So local teams, few out of few out of out of area teams, uh, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of it's going to be a great day, a lot of competition. What do you like uh, specifically about some of the matchups, and what do you think will be the most intriguing ones? I'm really intrigued to see um, how Bashir Jihad uh, handles the height of North Farmington. Um, North Farmington, they, I, I, I really like the matchup. They're going to press. They're, they're, they play uh, Bashir in the back of their zone, and he covers a lot of ground in a short amount of time. So what you might think is a layup, all of a sudden you're going the other way because he's stealing the ball, or all of a sudden you're looking up and you're seeing six foot nine and athletic, and you're like, I'm not sure if I want to shoot that layup mm-hmm. right there, or it's going to be a block shot. Um, I think the guys over at Ann Arbor here on Waleed Samaha is doing a fantastic job with yeah. them. 
Um, I jokingly told him uh, maybe a year ago, a uh, year and a half ago, I was like, I'll see you in the Breslin, either 2020 or 2021. Well, I'll definitely see you by 2021. Okay. And, uh, you know, they're you just got a loaded team full of juniors. One senior we've talked about in the past, yeah. Mike Robinson, yeah. um, who has been nothing good, short good of lineage. phenomenal. Yeah, fantastic lineage. Yeah, dad is all-time leading scorer at Michigan State. One of those guys that's like, wow, when you, brought, when you think about Michigan basketball, Michigan State basketball, yeah. you know, you think about the Magic Johnsons, you think about the Mateen Cleves, you think about the Jason Richardsons yeah. and all these other guys. Um, uh, uh, Dwayne Stevens, I just dropped his name around yeah. real quick. You there know. you go. Uh, but, yeah, you know, you look at all those, and those are names that pop up. You know, you're not thinking Mike Robinson yeah. senior. First of yeah. all, it's 50 years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, before the internet wave and all that other stuff. Back when you used to have to read hard print and radio yeah. was radio was king. I know. Uh, you know. So, but yeah, yeah. Um, His son is very good. Yeah, yeah. Very, very athletic. He can do a lot of things that that I can't do. Dunk. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and, make multiple jumpers in a row. And has the legs late in the game. Yes. You know, yeah. he is definitely someone that I I remember specifically. Uh, at the uh, North Farmington tournament mm-hmm. uh, is, um, you know, his ability. Now, granted, we didn't get to see them play Waterford Mott with Isaiah, with Isaiah. which yep. would have been great. But, um, you know, as the game wore on, uh, I mean, because, again, they, they bring it. I mean, they yep. just they just never stop yep. uh, do the River Rats. And he was really uh, a key cog there in the fourth, just up. You know, oops, whatever. Yep. Getting it done. And when you need a ba- and when you need a basket, he's yeah. a guy that can go out there and, and get it done. Um, so they got he, endurance. Yeah, seniors. Hey, this is this is your last hurrah. Yeah. Um, this is your last chance to for sure play in front of family, friends. Uh, there'll be a small percentage that will go on to play in college. Yeah. Um, you know, but for the vast majority of these kids. You know, these are these are going to be memories that we're going to talk. The they're going to talk days. about. I mean, yeah, we, I mean, we were talking, we were, we were talking yeah. about it with our producer earlier. Yeah. You know, and shoot, when I was playing high school hockey, yeah. you know, we only won one game. And I tell you this, I was driving through Chicago. I stopped and watched the Final Four, um, Texas Tech versus Michigan State with my high school with my college roommate. We were high school teammates, and I brought that up. You know, he's got you know he's got his daughters there, and he's got his his wife. You know, and. They're kind of like rolling their eyes. They're like, "Ah, this story again." Yeah. Who cares about a team that won one game? I know. You know, I was like, "We care about a team that right. won one game." You know, and it was like, you know, and it was, and for that, you know, an hour and a half or two hours after the games, you know, it was, it was pure euphoria. You know, yeah. then the next day we looked at the schedule and say, "Hey, let's hope we don't lose by 10. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it is what it is. It goes and, quickly, so you yeah. need to enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, without a doubt, and you know, it's it's a great opportunity for for parents to come out and and see kids. It's a great opportunity for the community to come out and. And, and see players a lot of with a lot of the events. I know that over the Martin Luther King weekend, Horatio's mm-hmm. event, yep. Zach Ferndale, Horatio Williams, uh, he's had his, he has his event at Ferndale. That which is, is next weekend. Yes, it's going to be yeah. uh, January MLK 18th, weekend. MLK weekend that's yep. Saturday. Uh, and that will be taking place where at Ferndale High School. Okay. Um, a loaded a loaded event. You've got Clarkson. You've got De La Salle. You've got yeah. Ferndale, obviously. But uh, yeah, a, a loaded event. Even further down the road, if you want to look at the the Blackhawk, the the Red Hawk uh, Classic at Grand Rapids Union. Okay. Phenomenal games there. Now you've got Hudsonville versus Orchard Lake St. Mary's. That's really going to be a great test for Hudsonville. Mm. Be a great test for Orchard Lake St. Yeah. Mary's. Um, Orchard Lake St. Mary's has played some of those big games. Yeah. Um, Hudsonville, while they have quality wins, they don't have those top five wins. 
um, which Orchard Lake St. Mary's has over Clarkston and yeah. Grand Blanc. So hey, it, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be great to see for the rest of the season. I'm I'm super geeked. I'm I'm excited that you know that we've still got you know a good month and a half of mm-hmm. or almost two months of regular season basketball. That's right, because we started then we late got, this year. Yeah, so I mean all the way all the way up into or March. Maybe it's normal, whatever you want yeah, to say, hey, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. At, at the end of the day, we get the same amount of time. Um, yeah, it's going to cut into my my vacation. I guess that yeah. I was going to have. You know, every other year, I guess, in the end of March. Right. The the wishful the wishful uh, uh, vacation. There is no vacation here for TJ. All you know, right. I, I try to go out on the road a little bit and grab a burger that I can't yeah. get at home. And other than that, I call it a, I call it that. You know, and it is what it is. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? We'll be doing this all season long. We'll have uh, Scott Bernstein back with us next week, uh, and I'm sure we'll get into uh, some hot topics. Uh, again, a lot of great games coming up, so make sure you get out there and uh, and check it out. This has been another edition of State Champs Hang Time Overtime. This particular podcast is presented by the U.S. Army, so we thank them very much for being a part of it. I'm Lauren. He is TJ, and we will see you next week. All right.